Blog Talk Radio. and nurses and first responders in the first line of COVID 
especially those wonderful people who clean up afterwards because they put themselves in harm's way all the time. And the nice people at the market to keep everything shell stocked. Uh, tonight, uh, we have a spe- very special dedication. Tonight is the 18th birthday of Mr. Uh, Brady Quinn Carroll. No, I'm sorry, Brady Quinn Basso. Uh, Brady is a, is a, a senior at uh, Palmetto High School and is going to graduate this year. And he'll be going to uh, Florida State uh, Southern College uh, in this, in the fall. So uh, uh, Brady is a is a great guy, and I uh, hope everybody at some time gets a chance to meet him. Uh, what do you think, Caden? Oh yes, um, great friend to have, great brother to have, great person to always have around. And uh, happy birthday to you, Brady. Definitely a special one going out to you. And, uh, you know, he's been making, he's been having some really good shows on our, uh, on the new show that we've just opened up on Tuesdays. He's on that uh, every week. He's been feeling good. So happy, happy birthday to you, Brady. And uh, I wish you many more. Kane, while you're still on, why don't you uh, go ahead and uh, give a plug to your new show? Yeah, so uh, every Tuesday night, uh, eight o'clock, we just we just extended the time thirty more minutes, eight o'clock to nine thirty p.m. Talking about sports from soccer to UFC to you know USFL to NFL to uh, basically almost all sports. We're just now starting to branch out, branch out into uh, baseball and possibly some hockey, but. Uh, a lot more to come from that show. Again, it is every Tuesday, every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. to 9:30 on Fighting Words News Network. And we would love for anyone who's willing to tune in to go ahead and tune in. It's a great show. Good. Well, uh, Z, uh, Amanda Soriano certainly had a uh, bloodbath again this week. Uh, she took the title from uh, Aaron Hurd. Uh, we'll talk about that. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I didn't see the fight, but I heard about it, and I heard it was uh, a very dominant performance by Amanda. Yeah, she, uh, she came out as as she always has, as, you know, full of vinegar, and uh, it was a bloodbath. Uh, um, I thought it was going to get stopped because there was so much blood at one point, but uh, she did get a uh, she did get the final unanimous decision and did do a great job. So uh, uh, now I guess the, her what's the, her next one is with uh, Erica Cruz. Do you know anything about that one? Uh, no, they say Erica Cruz is pretty good. So uh-huh. um, it's, it's obviously it's going to be better than. Uh, I, I imagine it's going to be more competitive than what we saw, you know, this week. Okay. Uh, hey, Bob. Uh, we want to welcome Bob back. Bob's been on a hiatus, uh, training for a new job, and uh, we're glad to have him back. He's always uh, brings a different flavor to the show, and uh, especially have been in, in the ring before. Uh, Bob, there's, there's a hell of a lot of stuff coming out now about uh, Islam Makhachevich. And the uh, Volkanovski fight. Uh, what have you heard? Um, okay, well, uh, I'm glad to be back. Missed all you guys, Fighting Words family, uh, uh, Fighting Words fans, and everyone that tunes in. Uh, Z, Caden, uh, uh, 
Hi, everybody. So, um, so I'm glad to be get back. Um, so I, I didn't get to see the fight last week, uh, unfortunately, training for the new job. But um, I heard about it, read about it. I am so impressed with Volkanovski uh, staying in for five rounds against Magachev. Um, the, the, you know, we're talking number one pound for pound in Volkanovski against number two pound for pound Magachev. Uh, Volkanovski lost the fight uh, for some controversial rounds from what I hear. Um, but that is so impressive for him to go up weight like that um, and take on Makachev, who is just a beast. Um, and then, uh, the, so he, though he lost uh, the decision uh, to Makachev, he still regained, or retained, because he put on such a good performance, his pound-per-pound number one status. Now, I've heard that Makachev wants to immediately offer him a rematch um, because of the controversy, which again shows you Makachev, any good athlete doesn't want anything to go to the judges. They, they want a decisive win. Um, you know, whether you're in someone else's backyard or, or they're in your home, you, you want a KO, you want a submission, you want, you want it to be one-sided uh, and just prove all that. So Makachev uh, offering that up, to Volkanovski is is very cool in my opinion, um, and and Volkanovski is just a stud. So um, money wise, uh, it's great for both of them. I mean, they're both at the top of their uh, uh, divisions, um, and this super fight stuff is phenomenal. While we let everyone else try to climb the ranks, so um, I haven't heard a whole lot more. Uh, you know, when it would take place, or as far as um, where or anything like that, but um, I, I hope I get to see the next one. Mm-hmm. Kate, you watched the fight, didn't you? Uh, yes, I did. You want to bring us up to date? I got to say, you know, to the lead up to these fights, it's always fun when there's a super fight. You know, no matter mm-hmm. if it's in UFC or boxing or really, really much anything. It's always, always fun when you see you're looking forward to a big matchup, you know, like like a final or uh, you know, you know, some sort of championship fight or, or championship game, say like a Super Bowl or something like that. It's always great to have the lead-up to these fights. This was one of those lead-ups. You know, watching the lead-ups to any type of super fight, any type of double champ fight is always amazing. And no matter who wins or loses – there's always going to be controversy around it. You know, there's always going to be, oh, he should have done this. They should have done that. And I'll start off by saying this. Do I think Volkanovski won the fight? No. Do I think if he got his hand raised, would I be mad about it? No, I would not. I, I would say I, I could extremely see, I could, I could 100% see how he won that fight. But he didn't win that fight, and his hand didn't get raised, which makes this, in my opinion, probably the greatest UFC loss ever. This is one of the best performances in a UFC loss I've ever seen. And in the end of the at the end of the at the end of the day, he just got that little ump factor. He just didn't he couldn't provide it. That round where there was I think three minutes of control time on the ground. That's really why he lost the fight. I mean, he got taken down a bunch of times. Now he did get outstruck. Uh, he did get dazed. He did get down. 
But I, I, if he was there to control him and control the entire fight for over three minutes, then I, that that's definitely saying something. If if you're basing if you're basing everything off of the scorecards, off of off of stats, and stats don't say everything. So most people who are saying this fight was a robbery, they're really just looking at the stat line. And stat lines can say so much, but they really don't give you the definitive answer. You have to go back, watch the fight, and really see for yourself. And I feel like most people just look at that deceiving score line and uh, <clears throat> stat line, and they, they, they make up their own assumptions. And, you know, this fight is, is, one, is definitely one of those fights. I think another one of these fights was um, the Cyril Gon fight uh, versus Francis Ngannou. You know, if you looked at that scorecard, you could see, you know, okay, Gon did outstrike him in that fight. Gon, you know, it looks like Gon possibly won that fight on the scorecard. But if you went back and watched that fight, Francis Ngannou was whooping him with a torn ACL and MCL. Um, and, and this is definitely one of those fights. I mean, Islam is no slouch. He was in there with Volkanovski, throwing with the best of them throwing with the best of the best, number one pound for pound, and Islam showed out. Islam came ready to fight, and he performed at the top of his game just like everyone thought he would, or at least just like I thought he would. I was not disappointed at all in that fight. Great fight. Volkanovski definitely could see him winning, but for him to lose, I 100%, 100%, 100% can see why he lost and why Islam was the champ. So to say it was a robbery is not completely far-fetched, but in my, in my professional opinion, I do think that, um, that, that, that uh, Islam won that fight. Okay. Ty? Uh, well, I watched the fight also. It was a great fight. I completely uh, agree with Kate, and I thought Islam won the fight. It was a very close fight. And uh, when it you know, when the rat, the horn for the fifth round sounded, I knew there was going to be uh, dissension and, you know, acrimony no matter who got the decision because it was such a close fight. But I thought Islam won the fight by one round or so, right? With that being said, I had predicted, you know, I, didn't, I hadn't been on the show, obviously, because I'm, you know, kind of working, right? But I had uh, predicted that I thought Volkanovski would win. Part of the reason why I thought Volkanovski would win is because I honestly am not – on the uh, Islam hype train just yet. I think he's a great fighter, uh, but he hadn't defended his title, so I hadn't seen him. And, and he hasn't, you know, he hasn't fought a lot of top ten guys, and you know, a lot of top ten, top five guys in the lightweight division. So, you know, I needed to see a little bit more. So, with that being said, I honestly thought Volkanovski would win. Uh, the funny thing is, is Volkanovski lost, yet I was extremely impressed with his performance, and Islam won, and I was extremely impressed with his performance. I thought that was, you know, Caden talks about the build-up to super fights, but the thing about super fights is a lot of times they don't live up to the build-up because, you know, some guy comes in and gets knocked out quick or gets blown out, right? But this was high-class, high-quality stuff for five rounds back and forth. And uh, it was just a tremendous fight of two really evenly matched guys. The reason why I was impressed with Volkanovski and his loss, though I thought he would win, is because I didn't think Islam would really be able to take him down. I thought Volkanovski's footwork – 
would be a little bit too sharp, and I thought he'd be a little too quick. And he's a strong guy. He's built like a little fire plug. He doesn't really have a neck. So uh, I just thought he would be able to, you know, bounce in and out of range and for the most part be able to thwart the takedowns. What impressed me was that he was taken down a few times and was able to get back up and scramble out. So, uh, and then what impressed me about Islam wasn't his striking. I had seen his striking comes along. He has a great check hook. He uh, rocked uh, Volkanovski with that. He dropped Charles Oliveira in a fight before with that. It wasn't his striking, but what it was was his durability. Honestly, Islam, the only time he lost, he's been knocked out a few years back. Um, and he took some shots. He took some solid shots from Volkanovski and stood in the pocket and threw. So I was really impressed with both guys. Um, I, 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 I personally wouldn't want to see an immediate rematch. I'd like to see... Uh, Islam go back to lightweight and, you know, get a couple title defenses. And i like to see uh, Volkanovski go ahead and take care of Yard Rodriguez since there was an interim title ta- uh, interim champion now. Go ahead and take care of that guy and, uh, you know, undisputed your belt back and, uh, you know, have the rematch, you know, a couple fights down the road. That's just my opinion. Okay. The, uh, we had a return this uh, this last week of a legend guy who used to be on here with us all the time, uh, Fast Eddie Chambers. Uh, got back oh, in the 40 me. years of age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you happen to see that? Uh, no, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't even know about Eddie Chambers coming back. At 40 years old, yes. I mean, uh, I, obviously, I, I would think that he would be a heavyweight. Uh, the last time I saw Eddie fight, mm-hmm. he was at cruiserweight, and I thought he had better days at heavyweight. Um, mm-hmm. So, and it depends who he fights. Eddie is a very good fighter. Um, just you know, he's forty years old, and we, you know, you can fight older, you know, when you're heavyweight for the most part. But um, Eddie's not the biggest heavyweight, and with like he, he had, you know, he relied on his reflexes, and with age, mm-hmm. those reflexes. So, um, right. as I say, it depends who's fighting, and, you know, I wish Eddie the best of luck all the time. Yeah, I did see the uh, article, right? I didn't read it, but I saw that he was fighting, and I just kind of went to the article to, you know, make sure what I read was correct as far as the headline. And I saw a picture mm-hmm. of him and his opponent, you know, in street clothes, faced off. And he looked like, Eddie looked like he was about to fight a short butterbean. Like, I, I was just like, wow. Like, because when I saw the picture of them facing off, I, 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 the first thing I said is I recognized Eddie Chambers, but I was like, well, why is he, you know, why is he facing off with a promoter or, you know, or one of the, you know, the referee or something? And I saw, oh, my God, that's his opponent? No, no, Eddie is a very, very soft touch for a comeback fight. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't know what Eddie necessarily, you know, he was a great guy, right? He was always on his show. He was a great guy. But I don't know what he necessarily hopes to accomplish in a heavyweight division um, at this stage in the game for him. Uh, So, you know, just wish him luck, like Zito said. Yeah, I have a call in for him and uh, see if we can't get him on for next week. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was always between he and uh, uh, Danny Batchelder. Uh, I I don't know which one was on this the most uh, uh, when they were when we had them back 
uh, we're going back 10 years now. Uh, you know, March 1st, we start our, actually start our 18th year on the air. Um, you know what, but, boy, uh, and Zeta, I was, I said I didn't know what Eddie's, you know, what the Eddie's plan was this stage in the game. There's a clear, yeah. obvious plan. He's a 48, he's a 40-year-old ex-champion, right, a heavyweight. Eddie, mm-hmm. go ahead and take off some of the ring rust, and you know we got these, these Jake Paul and all these celebrity fights now. And mm-hmm. maybe that's what Eddie's looking to do, to, you know, shake some of the ring rust off, get his name out there, and maybe he wants to fight a Francis Ngannou, you know? So you never know, because he was in camp for Tyson Fury. So yeah. you just never know. Yeah, but I, yeah. I think maybe that's what it could be, right? Because the celebrity boxing stuff, that's the that's easy couple million dollars for him. Mm-hmm. Sure. Or, or, you know, the bare knuckle boxing, Austin Trout fought Diego Sanchez last night. Um, Greg Hardy got knocked out last night. Uh, but yeah, you know, you never know. I mean, there, there are different avenues for retired fighters now that didn't used to exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, uh, Tony, what do you think, uh, Timothy Bradley came out, uh, this week earlier in the rags and said that, uh, he thinks that, uh, Cano Alvarez has, uh, lost, uh, his, his spirit and lost, uh, his thoughts on, on how to win the game. I've been saying that for months. I've, I feel like, you know, ever since he took that one loss, uh, he just hasn't been the same. I, I, I think it's a mental thing more than anything. But uh, as all this progresses, he's getting older. He's watching, you know, all these people watching Bivol, watching all these big matches that are supposed to take place, and it's got to be messing with him mentally. Um, I don't think you're going to see him come back around like he, he used to do. I think it's just going to be a – um, mediocre at best at this point for his career. That's what that's the way I feel. I, I, I think I think that um, Canelo. The word for him to me is plateaued. Canelo's mm-hmm. been fighting since he's been 14 years old professionally. Right. Since he's been 14 years old, um, and he's he's gotten bigger. He's fighting bigger guys now, so he's had to adjust mm-hmm. the style, you know, from from his early earlier pro days. Um, and one thing is, it, it's not only the wear and tear. He keeps himself in tremendous condition, um, but it's not only the wear and tear. I mean, how how good can a guy, a guy keeps getting good? Eventually, he's that's as good as he's going to get. And I think not only Canelo's as good as he's going to get, but his competition is not only bigger; it's getting better with the size. So, like, I mean, and Canelo is a very small. What junior uh, super middleweight right now? He moves up to light heavyweight, you know, but he's very small for a super middleweight. Um, he's not gonna, you know, physically he's gonna have his issues and challenges. He he gets away with stuff because he's so skilled. Um, the the, the problem is, and I don't think it's a problem. It's just he's plateaued and he's fighting bigger and better competition. He's not at this stage. He's not gonna beat everyone. I mean, not uh, not right. all of these top guys that heavy. He, he's not. He's just that's mm-hmm. just a fact. Of, a fact of nature. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's let's keep with you for a minute. Uh, uh, there's a, um, a theme out there that uh, seems to be uh, rolling around in all the rags. Is that uh, um, Tyson Fury is afraid of uh, fighting Usyk, Alexander Usyk, 
and he keeps coming up with all kinds of ways of not fighting him. Um, if uh, uh, I guess if it was if it, the fight was made, uh, who, who do you think would be the uh, victor? Um, well, let me tell you something. That's that comes to me. Tyson Fury had. I mean, he's physically in a, in a heavyweight division. He's yeah, he's has a physical advantages. Um, but to me, that comes down to, to what's in their head. You know, both guys have heart. Um, both guys, you know, surprisingly, as big as Tyson Fury is, he's not the one punch no guy. He's not the one punch get you out of there guy. And neither is Usyk. Not that, not you know, he's not. He wasn't that guy when he was a cruiserweight. And so I mean, but these guys, they're not one punch. You know, get you out of there guys. They're guys that you have mm-hmm. to respect their power. Um, mm-hmm. They're both very, very skilled. Uh, I mean, it, 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 this is going to be a chess match. Tyson Fury can't treat him like he's Deontay Wilder. He's not. You're not going to be able just to put your body on Usyk like that without you know sustain without you know sustaining the punishment. Trying to do that, um, but Tyson Fury has an outside game too, and Usyk can't just. Do what he wants on Tyson Fury because Tyson Fury changes footwork and distance up on him. Um, problem being, I think, is is what's in each other's hands. Um, Usyk seems to be a more consistent fighter, to where Fury mm-hmm. has more to work with. He 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 has more of an arsenal. Um, so to me, it, it, it all comes down to what's in you know who. What they're coming in the fight with, as far as what's in their head. Uh, this, this, to me, I mean, people say, well, Tyson Fury is big and he's this and this, and I'm like, okay, but that might that that you know, a lot of that's not going to work against Usyk. Like, like the size, mm-hmm. the leaning on him, the, the getting him tired, you know, with his body, that, that's not going to work on Usyk. Usyk's footwork is too mm-hmm. good, and and he moves too much. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it, to me, as I said, it's just going to come down to what each guy's going to have in there, but it's not going to be a knockout fight. Okay, what do you think, Ty? Well, I'm not going to predict a fight that hasn't been signed yet. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think everything Zito said is, is pretty much on point. Um, we know the advantages each guy has. Neither guy has fought a guy like the other. Uh, you know, Tyson Fury has never fought anyone as quick, as agile, and as adept uh, with the kind of gas tank that Usyk has. In fact, the last time he's probably fought a guy who was really quicker than him was uh, our good friend Stevie USS Cunningham. So uh, it would be the first time in a while he's fought a guy who's a lot quicker than him. Um, and obviously Usyk's never fought a guy that big. So, uh, you know, we just got to – right now, as far as everything I've been reading – to this point, the sticking point is money, but, you know, they're still in negotiations. That's that's what happens, right? And then, you know, when negotiations go on, then rumors abound. And that's where we're at right now. So, you know, we just hope both sides get it across the finish line soon. Sorry, I put, sorry I was on mute there for a minute. Bob, uh, what do you think? There, just, Ty had, had mentioned it before about Francis Nagano versus Deontay Wilder. Um, how do you think that would uh, would end up? Well, I, I've said it before, and I've said it. Uh, I'll say it again. Uh, uh, UFC guys aren't going to beat a boxer at boxing. It's not going to happen. 
It, it, it's mm-hmm. um, you know Nagano's got great hands, but you know not compared to Sarah Gaines. You, you know, I mean Nagano's got a big old punch mm-hmm. on him, but he's not you know that uh, rep- uh, repetitive uh, boxer. I mean, uh, I'm watching the fight right now. Who's up right now? These guys. Uh, and, and um, it looks like a wrestler against a, a kickboxer, and he's just destroying him with leg kicks. If any of you guys are going to box me, I'm going to leg kick it. That's it. I'm not going to box it. You know, it's just I'm not going to go where you're good. So now Nagano is a free agent, and uh, uh, Wilder's a free agent. Well, he's still in, in the boxing thing. So uh, I, I guess a while back, Wilder said he'd fight him. So Nagano, you know, is posting on like Twitter, like, I hope you're a man of your word, you know, because he wants to come over and get some of the boxing money. And, you know, I, I'd do the same thing. Like, I'd take a – like, I got a metal neck and metal knees and, you know, I'm 48 and fucking overweight. Like, I'd take a Jake Paul fight for a million bucks tomorrow, tonight. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you, you know what I mean? I'll walk right in there and, and I will give you 100%, you know what I mean? But uh, probably not going to last. Uh, it, it is what it is, uh, chasing the money. And, and I, you know, props to Nagano. I, I feel really bad the way you, uh, Dana White treated him, um, how he kind of got pushed out of the UFC with a contract being the, being the champ. But let's be honest, if, if, if we, you know, and I think uh, Caden had to eat crow that night, but uh, if, if you do two out of three or even five out of, you know, four out of five, like Cyril Gaon is going to beat Nagano. You know, th- that was a one-off. Mm-hmm. And I think – um, Cyril Gaines is a better boxer. And so for him to go against the, the likes of Dante Wilder, you know what I mean, or someone like that, it's just it's a money grab, and, and I'm all for it, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, that's why he's trying to sign, like, a two-fight contract and not just a one-and-done, um, get a little mm-hmm. payday out of the thing. And, you know, he's a big enough draw, and, you know, I'll root for him because, you know, he comes from, you know, my camp kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I just he's just – I don't think he's got the, the, the hands – the endurance and the tactics to go against a boxer. Where it just he started his career as a boxer, um, but then got into MMA. Like, I mean, I got great hands, but if if someone's got better hands than me, I'm gonna kick them or I'm gonna wrestle them. You know what I mean? You know, that's mm-hmm. that gives me options. You know, and so mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I don't think he's gonna do as well as he wants to do, especially going after some top guy like Wilder, but. Uh, uh, power to him, and and I wish him the best. Mhm. Okay, Kate, what do you think? But Wilder, Wilder did say. Wilder also said that he would like to, if he were to fight Ngannou, he would like to fight a uh, a two fight contract, one being boxing, and the other being with the MMA gloves, with MMA rules, you know, a full on MMA fight. So oh, that would be cool. That would be very cool if they did a two-fight contract, first fight boxing. We watched Ngannou most likely get his butt kicked, and then they go into MMA. And then give him a yeah. shot. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's exactly. neat. I, I, I wouldn't be cool. They would just take turns hurting each other. That's all he would do. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> I okay. absolutely disagree. Put... I think whatever happens first, the second thing won't happen. If Deontay Wilder boxes Nagano, he's going to knock him out so bad they won't have an MMA fight. And if they have an MMA fight, then they won't have a boxing match. I, 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 I think somebody's just going to get absolutely wrecked. Here's the thing about Nagano, right? Right now for Nagano, for, for whatever boxer, be it Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, like now's the time because 
the mystique is, is still there with Nganu, right? He walked away the UFC, undisputed UFC heavyweight champion. No one's ever seen him box. We, we that follow MMA, we know he can't box, right? But the casual <laughs> fan doesn't know he can't box. And so right now, his value is at an all-time high. And so Agreed. all these guys want to want to jump in right now because you'll get your biggest paycheck. And then what's going to happen is that he's going to fight a top guy. They'll get their biggest paycheck. Then when they knock him out, well, obviously the next paycheck to watch him fight is not <laughs> going to be that big. So all the top mm-hmm. guys right now, especially guys a little later in their career, like a Deontay Wilder, it's a great cash-out time for him. Absolutely do it. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to Jake Paul, I'll fight you tonight for a million. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Tony, what do you think about uh, they're trying to put a uh, fight Joshua and Fury together for the summer? What's your thoughts on that one? I hope it goes. I, I, I think mm-hmm. Joshua's going to lose that fight. He won't beat Tyson Fury. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll happen. There's so much stuff going on with this person and you know, fighting this person in contracts. And at, at this point, it's been so crazy on the internet about things coming down to being signed. And I don't even know what's going on anymore. You know, the Garcia and Hank Davis and all the other ones. It's like it's signed. No, it's not signed. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You know, it's gonna yeah, be. No, it's not. Like, yeah. You're, you're, yeah, like the like the whole what, what Butch was just saying about Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua. That's not a fight that's scheduled at all. Not at all. It's not even something that's being talked about. What was said was Joshua said, if the fight with Usyk doesn't happen, then yes, I'd like to fight Tyson Fury later this year. He has a fight that's actually signed with Jermaine Franklin. Um, last time I was on the show, I told you how Jermaine Franklin uh, lost a very spirited fight to Dylan White, up to stock, and got the Joshua fight. So that's who, that fight is actually signed. So that's who Joshua was fighting uh, in the spring or in the next couple months or so. But if uh, Tyson Fury doesn't fight Joshua or Usyk, I'd like to fight Tyson Fury too. So if it's any consolation. I mean, basically Joshua can just step up. I want to fight him. I mean, he's gonna. it's all about the money. Everyone knows he's not going to win that fight. Mm-hmm. There you go, Tony. Jump in on the fight train. Let's all go get a million. We'll fight them all. Absolutely. Bob, it might take go. two of us, but we'll get you five hundred grand each. Yeah, there you go. Two yeah, on it's one. Always a sad day when you have to uh, announce that a fighter has been arrested. Uh, but Tank Davis uh, pleaded guilty to uh, assault and battery on his girlfriend, and uh, it's, you know, I hope he, he gets whatever uh, mental health that he needs because that's uh, that's not right that uh, anybody beat up on a woman. Anybody he did plead guilty. Yeah, he did. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I got that one wrong. He pleaded guilty to a hit and run. The fight with the girlfriend was later. But he pleaded guilty to the hit and run uh, down yeah, in Atlanta. The, the charge, yeah, the, 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 the charge he had for uh, domestic abuse, was the lady actually withdrew it. Um, mm-hmm. But, no, he, he pleaded. Yeah, he pled guilty to the hit and run now. Yeah. No, it's not good. Not good for the person, not good for the sport. Um, see, what do you think about uh, Shakar Stevens? 
uh, Stevenson and a uh, Lomachenko fight that they're trying to put together. Uh, I think this would be the perfect time for Shakur Stevens to see Lomachenko. It's not a year from now. Um, mm-hmm. one, I mean, Lomachenko is still, I mean, he's still pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, but right now, Shakur Stevens is, is kind of maturing into his body and he's maturing into his skill. I think right now, mm-hmm. Shakur is probably, you know, in that 135 area, I think he's probably the most dangerous. Um, I wouldn't, at this moment, he's the most dangerous. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, it's yet to be determined if he's the best. Is Devin Haney still out there? I wouldn't mm-hmm. predict Lomachenko to beat Devin Haney. I think it'll be a safer fight. Um, not saying that either, you know, that Shakur would knock him out, but if one would, you know, Shakur is working with more power, I think. Shakur, he's working mm-hmm. with, you know, he, right at this moment in time, I don't think, it, you know, Lomachenko would be able to beat uh, either one. But Shakur, mm-hmm. it, it makes sense. At this time, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, right now, uh, you know, Shakur has a fight signed with a, a Japanese guy, I forget his name offhand, um, guy who, you know, with pretty big power. And obviously uh, Lomachenko and Devin Haney and Aram have been trying to work on that uh, contract because that's the fight that uh, they're scheduled to make. They're just – Devin Haney wants more money or something. Um, but, no, Shakur actually has a fight signed. with another lightweight contender. Yes, uh, that was my next uh, next item was that uh, – Devin Haney against uh, Lomachenko. Uh, yeah, put that together. I mean, it, that seems like it was really close to being signed, um, but um, and you you called it, but you said Devin Haney was having some kind of issues with the contract. Uh, again, right. they're both top ranked guys, expected to get done. Devin Haney has won at Lomachenko for a few years, actually. Uh, that's how he ended mm-hmm. up with the vacated belt. Um, Mm-hmm. So I do expect it to get done, but uh, you know, obviously there's a sticking point um, in the moment. But they pretty much had a date already set and everything as well. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, Tony, uh, Jessica Andrade as a as a set as a uh, fight set up for. Uh, Eric Blanchfield. Do you know anything about that? No, I haven't heard anything at all about that. Yeah, they'll be fighting in about an hour or so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they're, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're the UFC main event tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, main, main card started at 7, so they should be fighting within the next hour or so. Mm-hmm. Caden, what do you think? For, for which fight? Well, you pay attention, you would know what you were doing. Uh, Jessica Andrade versus Eric, Eric Aaron Branchfield. I uh, I actually I have Jessica Andrade in, in this fight. You know, I, I like I like the way um, her striking and her ground game lands all, like almost all the time she fights. She hasn't had mm-hmm. some of the best runs in, in the um, in the past couple. In the past couple past couple of years, but um, 
you know, she is she's she is on a little bit of a run. You know, she's on the up and up now. Uh, she she beat Amanda Amos round one uh, last year, and she was supposed to be on um, a fight last year that that Gonzalo Pasa that that fight got canceled. And and then she I think she just had a fight against um, who was it? It was that it was it was very recently. It was uh. Yeah, Murphy. three weeks ago. Yeah, her first. Yeah, game. three weeks Murphy. ago. Three weeks ago, she yeah. she whipped that. Three weeks ago, she fought. That's crazy. Yeah. Three weeks ago, she fought, and now she's back in the main event. If that's yeah, took it on a one, took it on one week's notice, dude. I don't know a lot about Erin Blanchfield. Uh, I don't know a lot about her, but uh, it, I, I'm just gonna have to go she's with the person I know grappler. best. Yeah, she's, okay, she's, so, so, she's gonna be a little. Yeah, Aaron Blanchfield is like one of the younger, you know, up and comers. She, she's kind of mm-hmm. a blue chip prospect, supposedly. Yeah. She's uh, 23 or 24, and she's a re- like she's won Abu Dhabi or something. She's won like a couple really high level uh, submission grappling tournaments, and so that's what she's known for. She submitted like her last two or three girls. She's fought in the octagon, um, but yeah, Jessica Andre is she's something different. Jessica Andre. She's really only lost to champions. She's like Shevchenko, Nama Yunez, and and Wally Zhang. She only she's really only lost to champions since she's uh, really hit her prime, and she's only thirty one. She's you know she's still getting a little bit better. So this is a a really big step up for Aaron Blanchfield. I believe Blanchfield was supposed to fight Talia Santos, who uh, would have been a step up, but not a Jessica Andrade step up. So. Uh, interesting fight tonight. Yeah. I mean, do you think what happens in these UFC blue chip fights? You know, we see a lot of these, um, a lot of these blue chip fighters thrown in against um, some some of these already established names in the UFC, and the blue chip fighters kind of go in there, do their thing, and get the win pretty decisively. But you know, what I've seen out of Jessica Andrade, I think this would be a little bit of a different story. I I, I think that. Uh, it just again, Andrade can actually come out with the win here. You know, uh, from, from what you're saying, uh, Aaron Blanchfield's submissions are, are very good. But you know, I, I've been watching Jessica Andrade for the past couple of years, and she's no slouch on the ground. I can tell you there. Nope, I absolutely agree with you, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, Bob. What do you think? Yeah, agreed, 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 all the way across the board. Always are, you know, good to get ties in sight, and and. Uh, uh, so this this uh, Blanchfield is like ten and one right now, and you know, and she's yep. so it's a grappling thing, and and so um, with with Andrade coming out now, and I didn't get it when I first when you sent it to me, and to look it up, and I'm like, what? Yeah. So I had to read a bunch on it. Um, so Andrade ranked six in you know in the top fifteen, and and working on her way for uh, you know another shot at Belichenko, you know. Um, must be coming out and known for her striking must be wanting to come out and show how she's uh, uh, come further along with her grappling, because I don't get why she would risk this um, because if something went wrong now in, in, you know, I mean, then you have an unranked fighter that beats a a number six ranked fighter like that. That would be uh, unheard of. Like that would, that would be so rough for uh, just Andrade. So 
the fact that she's doing it, she must want to come out and showcase her new skills or she's got some sort of chip on her shoulder or she's tired of doing training camps and wants to test her skills or something. Like, there's got to be more to it. I don't understand why she's doing it. But, you know, stepping in on a week's notice, I mean, what a fighter's fighter. Like, that. Like every fighter just goes, yeah, you know? I mean, because, like, we're ready to – we're just ready to go. Let's do it. Oh, I got to show shout out a shout out to Phil uh, at the Four Seasons, all my new co-workers. But anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, so I don't understand the risk that Andrade's taking, but unless it's to showcase her new skills or, but then again, you'd want to keep that on the wraps if you're working your way up, uh, you know, four more ranks to get a shot at the title. She used to be a champion. She has all this stuff going for her. She'll probably get inducted to the Hall of Fame. Um, but so this this is this is a huge gamble. Um, I'm not much of a gambling guy. Uh, at least I never win. Um, so I, I have to pick Andrade. Um, and I wish the best for Blanchfield. I mean, young girl, 24 years old, 10 and 0 or 10 and 1. Um, you know, ki- uh, kicking butt in the grappling scene. But like, and, and I don't mean any disrespect to all my jujitsu friends because on the ground you'll destroy me. But it, everything changes when you get socked in the mouth. The whole world changes when you get socked in the mouth. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'm excited to see what happens tonight, and uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Okay, Tony, what do you think about uh, Josh Taylor and Theofino uh, Lopez? To be Who was uh, the first one? Josh Taylor. I don't know a whole lot about him, but. Uh, Lopez hit and miss. I mean, if, if he's on, he's on, and if he's not, he's, he's not. But I think uh, the little that I know about uh, about those two, I think Lopez should be able to pull it off. I bet you, Ty. That's a pretty big fight if if it gets made, right? And uh, I did read that they they're working on it. Uh, Josh Taylor. Um, obviously the former undisputed 140-pound champion who defeated Regis Progre in the final of the Super 6 tournament against Tiafimo Lopez, former undisputed lightweight champion. Josh Taylor, in his last fight against Jake Catterall, he probably should have lost that fight. It was an outrageous decision, most felt. Um, a lot of times, uh, if a fight is close, we were just talking about it earlier, if a fight is close, everyone thinks it's a bad decision, except this fight really wasn't that close. Josh Taylor just looked flat. He looked uninspired, and he just kind of got out-hustled and really uh, retained his undisputed status by way of the scorecards that uh, weren't really honorable as far as most are concerned. With that being said, he was supposed to rematch Catterall got injured. So he hasn't fought in close to a year. Tiafimo Lopez is a little bit more uh sharp. He has had a couple fights since the moment since the uh the uh Cambosis tobacco. Uh if both guys are on their A game, then Josh Taylor is gonna jack Tiafimo Lopez up if both guys are on their A game. Um but, you know, like I said, Josh Taylor hasn't fought in a year and he didn't look great when he when he last fought, and Tiafimo Lopez didn't look great when he last fought either. So neither one mm-hmm. would be coming in with tremendous momentum. But uh, all things being equal, I, you know, and, and Zito will concur, I'm, I'm pretty sure. you got to favor Josh Taylor over uh, Tiafimo Lopez. Okay. 
What do you think, Z? Yeah, um, I, I, I don't. First of all, Teofimo Lopez is fighting a 140 pounder, um, a true 140 pounder. Second off, every like in Teofimo's loss, the Cambosis, everything Cambosis did, Josh Teller does better. He does better. And so, I mean, I, I've seen Teofimo and lose because. He, he got outskilled. Now he might. People say he might have came uninspired with Cambosis and all of that. Um, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Josh Taylor. He, he came in uninspired. Uh, he. You know, it, it, that doesn't matter because both, you're going to get the best version of both guys. Problem is, Terrell I don't have confidence in him. I don't have. I mean, he's he's a hard two-handed puncher. That everything's hard. Everything's coming. Chum, chum. The mm-hmm. wrinkles to the, the the wrinkles in the game mess him up. The wrinkles in the game mess him up. <laughs> so, so true. I mean, and, 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 and that, that that I mean, he, he's gonna fight a very experienced guy who who you know who never irons the shirts. So I mean, I, I don't like that. I, I don't I don't see that. I don't I don't do not see Terrafimo winning that fight. Um. It, it, mm-hmm. It's bold for him to make it. You ask me. I think he needs a bit more work before he sees a guy of Josh mm-hmm. Taylor's, you know, caliber and size. Okay. Well, guys, that just brings us back to the end of our hour. Of course, uh, I've ordered a, uh, a uh, <coughs> ordered a cake, our favorite cake for the crow uh, for. Uh, Last Sunday's uh, football game, uh, Mr. Z, uh, being the four thoughts person that he is, wore his Chiefs jersey all over the place in Wilmington, Delaware, and uh, <laughs> took a lot. They take a lot of uh, haunts and dawns about it, but damn if he wasn't right. So Z, congratulations! That was a good game, I thought, all the way around. Yes, sir. Yeah. Tony, you want to leave us out? Yes, sir. Another great evening with the boys. Sorry I couldn't be with you last week. Uh, I'm going to unfortunately miss next week as well, the commitment. Uh, prayers go out to Sarasota County Deputy, Deputy Retired Brian Beagle, who witnessed an absolutely horrible industrial accident this past week. We got you, brother. You hang in there. Be all right. Hopefully, uh, prayers for... Ty and Z's mom. I hope that she's getting better as well. And love you guys and see you soon. Okay. Pop? Guys, uh, sorry I've been gone the last couple of weeks. Great to be back part of the team. Uh, Ty, Zito, Tony, Caden, uh, Frank, thank you so much. All our fans and listeners, uh, keep those uh, chins down, eyes up. God bless and have a great week. Thank you. Caden? Another great show and another great, great evening with y'all. Uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to um, Ty and Zito's mom. I hope she's doing okay. Hope she gets well uh, very, very soon. And make sure y'all tune into UFC tonight. Jessica Andrade versus Eric Blanchfield. And I'll uh, see y'all next time. Have a very good night. See? Uh, well, thank you guys for the prayers and the. Uh, the shout-outs for my mom. Uh, 
definitely was a wonderful show. Uh, I want to thank all my Fighting Words family. These shows are definitely in memory of Bob, Coach Mel, and Dr. Chris. If anyone wants to say any Fighting Words, please do call. Ty? Hey, definitely want to thank you guys for all the prayers and well wishes for Mom. She's doing well and will be home soon. Uh, great being on with you guys. Uh, Bob is our co-pilot. Coach Mel is watching over us. Dr. Chris keeps us laughing. Everyone have a safe and wonderful week. Be well. Okay. Again, Tony, I want to uh, want to say the uh, same as uh, you did before. Our prayers and thoughts go out to Brian Beagle. Brian was a, a tremendous deputy, a canine officer, uh, really a straight-up guy. Help anybody need anything with, a, with his, any uh, mechanical work around the house. So uh, we hope he recovers, recovers fast. Um, also, want to thank everybody that's been on with us tonight: Bob, Ty, Lee, Tony, and Katie. And we appreciate your your uh, support every week. Ladies and gentlemen, this is brought to you each and every night of the week. Great appreciation for men and women in the United States Armed Forces, men and, men and women, police and fire services the doctors and nurses at the hospital, the first lines and first responders, as well as the people who clean up after the, at the hospital. They put themselves in danger every single day. So we thank them very much. And the people that stock the uh, shelves at the, at the supermarket to keep us healthy. Uh, we uh, also uh, dedicate these programs to those who've lost their lives in line of duty, Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Chairman Jeff Colcat. Sergeant Thomas Bader, Sergeant Jeffrey Yasmus, um, Sergeant Thomas, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Rick Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Henry, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Joyce Lee, Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Chris Levake, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman and Alpha Chris from Lakeland PD, Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Deputy Josh Meyer, Nassau County Sheriff's Department, Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department, Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Jerry Fikes, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Arthur Hope, Wilmington Fire Department, Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Iowa Patrol, Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Hogan, Longwood Peace Police Department. Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. Deputy Mike Hargrave, Arnellis County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Blaine Lane, Polk County Sheriff's Department. And Deputy Chris Meyer, Polk County Sheriff's Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10 7 at this time, point in time, at some time we'll be 10 10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the rose raise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly in your fields and the sunshine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the palm of his hands. Good night, God bless, and have a great week.
fiery blade engaged to lead, he'd break the brave lost in the